Hello and welcome to episode number 396 of the Armin Show podcast. Wow, we build something great over time. All the same themes, support on various channels, YouTube, Spotify, wherever it might be. Different places, different people, different concepts. On this one here, this is interesting. Was on episode number six of the show. Now we are on episode number, this will be 396 of the show. Wow, that was 2017. It's 2023 at this point. Johnny DeFrosha, welcome to the show. How you doing, Norman? I am doing swell and cool to have you back on in person. That's super duper. Good being here. I'm basically going to take over the show from now on. It's the John DeFrosha show. This is the Johnny B. Good show. He's a good man, and he's on the program. We had previously talked about history, a bit of things of depth, sophistication, which is not as common. Of intellectualism. Yes. We brought some intellectualism onto the program and have some material in a separate space, variety of spaces that I like to cover. But before that, we are at Johnny location. And how are all... I never asked that. How are all things going in a broad natured sense? I never asked that question. In a broad nature sense, all things are going. You know, uh, life keeps moving forward and you got to move forward with. And um, I, I think the the goal that everyone should have is to keep bettering themselves and to acquire as much knowledge and experience in life that they could get and that they could share with the world, with, with possibly their even their loved ones. Some information has been shared with me. I now have an inside different shirt, and we are alternating as far as colors, color scheme, sense look, of style. Look at these these fine gentlemen right here. Unbelievable, right? I'm going to bring that one up for variety purposes. You have a sense of style somewhat. You can see it. Where did it come from? Why? Um, I, th- I, think, um, I think women would agree with me, but, you know, what you put on is a self-expression, you know. So um, I, I think it's important for, for both men and women to be kind of hygienically appear well-to-do, right? Uh, I, I think even more so for men specifically that it, it, it doesn't really come to us naturally. And I think there's only a small percentage of men that um, a sense of fashion, a sense of style, possibly even a sense of confidence is, is, is naturally inhibited. You know, so I, I, I think, you know, I've been an only child, you know, I had to develop my own sense of sense of style. You know, there, I, I think there's certain colors that I resonate with such as burgundy. burgundy that's why i was pushing the burgundy he was pushing the burgundy real hard i'm extremely biased but um I, th- I think that um looking good feeling good is, is is important to to carrying yourself as a man fair so you're biased basically towards burgundy yeah just totally biased against other colors other colors don't have a chance blue aquamarine others fashion is important it's self-expression it represents you publicly that's a good point Maybe my previous pairing was not the most matching fit. It was, it was god-awful. Commentary. Good commentary <laughs> there. Long live the feedback, which is helpful. I like feedback. Most, I think, I don't know how many individuals do, but I like it because feedback takes me from where I am to somewhere better with a little bit of friction along the way. Yeah, it's also like a sense of growth. You know, uh, you know who your friends are if they could speak their mind. You know, how, how are you going to how are you going to learn if you surround yourself with a bunch of yay, yay sayers, yay people, you know, that's true. If it's like, hey, no, that's great. No, that is great. No, that's great. No, that's great. 
Maybe they're not all great. We don't all make good choices along the way, you know, so it's important to keep an open mind. I think that part of the problem with today's society is that we're <laughs> we're all so fragile. We have fragile egos. You know, feelings are are more important than, than fact and truth, biology, you know, so it just it's important to keep people around that, that keep it real. Fragility and weakness go hand in hand. Broad question, how does the average person become less fragile and be able to take in feedback, adjust what they're thinking, not be stuck in a, oh, this is what I am comfortable with, and that's it. I can't go outside these bounds. Uh, you know, that's a really good question. I I don't think I have the, you know, the the guidebook here. But I, Johnny I think actually has the guidebook. It's in my back pocket. But um, I, I think the most important thing is um is having having like a like a sense of identity like like build your resilience like have a modicum of self-esteem of confidence uh, uh of basic principles that you adhere to and and with that you you feel comfortable and 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 resolute when someone someone tells you or gives you constructive criticism you know in that case you already know they're not attacking you they're trying to make you better identity do you find out the things you like do you think about like this is what i've represented for many years well how do you build a pillar off of something where do these pillars come from that you're like i'm mike and these are my things I'm pro this i'm anti that i think a lot of it has to do with um how, how you were raised you know um who who's around you who has influenced you you know, this this comes from from your family background. This comes from an educational background. You know, in terms of knowledge. You know what? You know, like some people like Anne Rice. You know, some people were heavily influenced by Socrates or Marcus Aurelius. You know, like some people were influenced by um, like reality TV. So it it it, de it depends on what resonates with you. And I'm not saying which whichever one's right or wrong. You know, we're all we're all different. Um, you know, so it's it's based on what you latch on to and what you evolve from, you know, because as we go from point A to point B in life, we don't necessarily stay stagnant on on life's perspectives and experiences and ideologies. I think we evolve, you know, I, I think at one point uh, I was religious and not no more. At one point I was a Democrat. I'm not no more. You know, so we evolve from something. You know, we, we enter this world as a blank slate. We are brainwashed by our, our, our family, our parents, our, the education system, the country we live in. You know, like if I was born in the Middle East, I wouldn't be raised a Catholic or a Christian for the most part, right? So it just depends. On, there, there's all these factors of environment, of nature, nurture that, that come into play. And it, it, it comes... It, it, uh, falls on an individual to um, make their own critical thinking choices on on how they want to live and and how they want to carry themselves and what attitudes and, and ideas to carry forth should the average person wake up this might be a tip but like wake up and say write out I value this this is what I resonate with like I connected before with the personal development community many years ago in like 2008 9 10 11 and some of the science books resonate with me 
certain activity, people like who say things or creators. So these are people I've connected with. Do you think about like the people you've connected with before and then in the morning write down like, this has been my crew. I want to build upon this. What can the average person do in the morning or in the evening? Challenge that question. Was, Suddenly yeah, that, life that was, coach. No, that was a very expansive question. I, I, I think that even, I was just even considering like how I don't necessarily follow through with a lot of um, self-help um, you know, ideas of such as journaling and writing little charts and um, talking about their best experiences with their certain friends or writing their list of friends. Uh, yeah, that, absolutely. Like there, there, there's a correlation between um, actual self growth and people who chart chart their their goals, who chart their their reflective um, strategies or ideas in their life. You know. Um, I'm not a morning person, so I'm not going to write sh write anything in the, in the morning, you know. So, um, you got to like operate and understand how how well you operate, you know. Like my mind's awake at night, so that's a good time for me to write down any things that come come in come come mentally to to better myself or or even just self esteem. I I think one one thing from a, a dad's group I follow. Um, they said, write out 10 things that is unique about you and that you bring to the table. And that could be relationally or just, just generally in life, you know. And, you know, writing those things out, you know, obviously is going to make you think about, make you reflect on, on, on your value as a human, you know. And, and that's just hitting that specific question and, and answer, right? So, like, obviously in other things you – you might want to write out your short-term goals and what you need to get get done to get there, you know? Like, I, I think um, a lot of motivational speakers, Anthony Robbins is a big one where uh, he, he taught, you know, incremental incrementalism, you know? So, like, if you want to get from point A to point B, you got you to gotta think short-term, like, um, you know, like, well, well, first, you know, to be a journalist, I have to get the education and then, you know, there's steps involved, you, you know, to to help you like process the eventual eventuality of success you know it's just everything's done in in, in small measures i had a past guest you reminded me of his website was incremental.nyc cameron porter major league soccer player and he valued the same concept of like if you can make things slightly better repeatedly then over time it's substantial and also it's like the tipping point. I, I think. Um, oh man, who's that Gladwell. author? Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gladwell. He, he the the tipping point where it's, you know, you keep pushing to one side and it's going to teeter totter to to something, right? So if you if you keep uh, making good choices and um, behave in a manner in in terms of success, you know, then you're gonna get you're gonna get there because you're you're taking one step at a time to the to this to this race to this marathon race, right? It's a good point. And also, I like the idea of like you're showcasing or you're verbalizing or you're doing a thing. And each little thing is like toward that, toward that, toward that. You're making a statement through all of it. But you're saying, I'm going this way with every little item or you tell people something or you think about it or you write it or you do a thing or you connect with somebody. Yeah, if you have it in the forefront of your consciousness, then you're going to you're going to achieve it. You know, they uh, you know, manifestation is 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 not something that. 
actually let me re- rephrase it's He's it's rephrasing. a it's a valuable uh resource it's a valuable tool you know and this is why why religion and prayer uh is cross continental cross culture because when people pray they're they're ma- they're attempting to manifest you know when people pray lord god let me help me get through this situation help me b- become a doctor i'm what i plan to do is i I'm going to stop messing around with my boys. I'm going to do this. That That's the element of, of, of prayer. That's an element of manifestation that is coincides. You know what I mean? Because th- that's the whole element of, if you break down manifestation, is um, you, you verbalize or you write out your goal, and then you indicate what you're willing to sacrifice to get that goal. I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pro at this. I'm, I'm, I'm not. So you're a pro at this. I'm definitely not a pro at this. But, you know, I, I think I have an understanding of um, you got to know what you want. And then you got to understand you're going to have to give something up to get it. And and that's why there's certain prayers that work and certain that doesn't. Does that make sense? A little bit. You're saying like the bridging of the gap almost because it's almost like from your side, you're going towards what is. And when you speak things, you pull them from further away towards you as well. Each little thing bridges the gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you could you could look at that. You got to put in the work, and it's not not just verbalizations, you know. Like, I want to I want to be a good person. Oh, that's but if, if sorry. But if you ain't if sorry you ain't working, they're striving incrementally to interact with people in a positive and and helpful manner. Then you're not going to be a good person. It's just talk, right? Right. So so there's an element of action there as well. Yes. That's a nice one to be a good person. It's good to have a vision of something. The one percent thing is nice for incremental. Like if you do one percent, uh, it sounds like no improvement per day. But if you did that for like fifty days, a hundred days, two hundred days, you'd have a crazy growth. It it's goes back to that Gladwell, um, right? The, like the what was it? A tipping point. Th- like a thousand 10, hours, hours, ten thousand hours. Yes. Yeah. It means something. It, it's like a. You're you're almost willing your way. You're expressing your way to there, and it's clear along the way. Through through discipline and action, basically. Yes, and people can see it. So you are actually representing something to others along the way. Maybe that's the meaningful part of it. Because you get there. Well, I think I think it's meaningly f- meaningful for yourself, and then um, obviously, like if people who specifically knew knew your path and knew where you came from, they they could derive inspiration you know yes i like that concept i like the idea of like when you want to do something right towards it then tell somebody about it then do some of it then try something you haven't had in that then google something about that you know it's interesting with life that sometimes you hear conflicting information and there's a lot of people who who say like especially like entrepreneurs they say um write out a plan don't tell anybody right there's that grind 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 and then and then do it, you know. There's a lot of that but, posted online. But I, I, I think that's black and white thinking. Like not everyone, kind of like operates the same way because we're all different. And I think that sometimes it, it, you know, in terms of expression, it, it helps to. It's been statistically proven that if you have a support network, you you derive more happiness and you 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 might be more able to strive for the, for that success for that goal, you know. But I. Like I get it. Like I think if you're someone who just runs their mouth, like and just tells everyone something, but they don't put action to it, you know, then 
you lose stature, you, you lose status. So, uh, you know, it just depends. And it also, if it's like, if your interest is in creative expression that includes people, you can't really grind without by, people. By yourself, yeah. Versus like. I, I, think, I think this topic is like, are you more introverted or are you more extroverted? And like, if you're more extroverted, then you derive more energy and inspiration by being around people who could help build you up or, you know, as I said before, provide constructive criticism or just on your same level. You made me think of somebody right there. I'm not sure why, but maybe think of a person right now. So here's a slightly different but similar category. There's a content creator who is very, we'll say, I don't know how to describe, but makes things seem dramatic, whatever it is. Short little statements like, doing this, went there. And then like when talks to individual, you know, let's say it was John, this is the John episode. So it makes it more like everything is uh, pieces of a movie it looks a little bit gimmicky from afar, but it seems to resonate with those who want that kind of thing. And a lot of society likes movies and something that seems larger than uh, nature, maybe a hero's adventure. Is there something about that that resonates? What are your thoughts on that category of expression where you make everything quite dramatic? Is it fruitful? Or is it a different very, style? That was very vague, but um, yes, vague is one. I of think there's an element of, of of entertainment value to certain things. Um, I mean, you could say like certain podcasts, like like uh, look, Fresh and Fit, perhaps like they'll just yell out certain phrases and things like that. But like, to be honest, like they they actually resonate with me. You know, like I I, I respect the guys. This is an Fresh important point. Fit. They resonate. You with know, you. they resonate with me for sure. But um, oh, that's a good point. Right, if the items. Yeah, you're right. The if important the, if part the is subject that they matter resonate. resonates, then that that element of entertainment resonates. Does it make sense? That's a good point. So, like, if they're talking about something like, uh, I don't know, like legal Cla- classical court, music, court stuff, you know, like court that. Stuff. Like, I'm I'm not I'm no lawyer. Like, that doesn't resonate with me. Like, I, I it might it might not resonate with me. Right. Right. So, if they said this is the new documentation from the trial and they made it dramatic, you still wouldn't. Yeah, I don't watch no Law and Order, you know. So, but if it's in the category of your interest. And it makes it like more of a thing that can be good. Yeah, you have a higher degree of, of, of listening to it, I guess. That's a good point. I like that point. It makes sense to me. Right. You're adding more to the story in a way. Do you get what I'm saying? Kind of like, whereas if it was just this is happening versus like, this is the happening and this is how it went. Day one, day four. It, it seems more like, you know, one of those uh, shows where it's like, it was 1054, what were you doing? Well, I think it provides like a punchline. Yeah. You know, and then things with punchlines kind of break down the, the whole episode or break down the whole subject matter, right? Same thing with like uh, comedy. There's no punchline. It's just a long story, right? That's a good point. That's There's supposed no, to have like, comedic bam. value, but no bam. So I guess in, in terms of being a little dramatic then there has to be some sort of wake up and listen to me kind of thing wake up and listen to me it grabs attention in a world that is very attention deprived attention is your attention algorithmed or do you control it well in 2023 this is a big issue i recently talked about attention span i think it's a little bit of mix just because i think i've grown out of the adhd like young person kind of ment- mental frame 
I think with uh, social media and, and technology, like it's, it, th there are challenges to separate yourself from this flood of, of not only information, but of, of people and, <laughs> and, and, and distract you from what you need to get done in your life. Um, and, you know, like I'm, I'm right there with the normal Joe Schmo, you know, where, you know, like sometimes I spend a little bit of time on social media. Does it, does it provide value to my life? No, <laughs> it really doesn't, you know, but I, I do think the, the one element that I do appreciate from all this social media is that you could, you could learn so many things about so many different things, you know, like you could, you could see History. a temple like in, in, in Asia on, on the flip of, of a dime, you know, and then you could learn things ab about YouTube automation that you didn't think about, like besides just Googling, obviously, um, you know, so you could see beautiful locations. You could, you could, um, understand certain bits of history, you know, specifically now with YouTube, you know, that's a, that's a huge moneymaker, let alone there's, um, a plethora of knowledge that you could acquire, you know, coming from, like, I'm, I'm kind of a balanced guy. Like, I, I like a lot of different things. So, I, like, I'll, I'll watch some history videos. I'll watch, like, video game videos. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll watch stuff about some celebrities because they're entertaining to me. You know, things like that. So, like, you you control what you put in front of you, right? And as an adult, you got to decide, like, what what is worth your time, you know? Things that will help you grow. Or things that will just distract you or, or escapism. And personally, I think for, for me, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Escapism is a big one. A lot of running happening in different programs. Now, you had mentioned one program, Fresh and Fit. There's the relationship space. I watched a lot of the different relationship space I have for many years. Mm -hmm. And even read when they used to have articles and... It's a category of interest. And actually, I saw a couple of days ago some psychologist professor said every time she interviews her students at the end of the semester, what's the or the beginning or the end, what's your most uh, er highest area of interest that we study? And there was like 10 categories, but relationships and attraction or something like that was number one or is number one every time. Yeah, so I, I, I think the reason why everything. that is is because I think Dating is confusing. I think the opposite sex, if you, you know, for the most part, 80 to 90% of men don't understand women. Like, we have to read up on it. We have to learn about it in, in order for us to get attention. Women women don't understand men because they don't need to understand men. They could just walk around and get attention like that. You know, so, but they get frustrated when they can't understand us because they never took the time. And then now the modern female doesn't refuses to listen to men on what we want, like the majority. You know? Oh yeah, especially yeah, because feminism has has taken like the radicalized version of feminism. So that's why a lot of these relationship podcasts, you know, specifically now you see a lot more. Like you would probably use the word conservative, perhaps, or like religious, even. Um, for us, for us, it would be like manosphere, red pill you know, uh, podcast because they're, they're, I feel like they're just vital to, to shift the, the mind frame now that is so leftist, that is so feminized, you know, that, um, 
it's it's okay to be masculine and it's okay to understand the differences between men and women is it okay to be a guy it's it's you know in the words of jordan peterson it's absolutely necessary absolutely necessary and it's 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 okay to be a man it's okay to be masculine what are some key differences between a guy and a portion of society that is not so much in 2023 what are some missing pieces in the average non-guy that's a guy but not not a guy um i i think going back to even just self-discipline and being principled and um having their own identity yeah having their own purpose and identity i think the the climate and 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 the the westernized culture has become so comfortable that um there's a saying that um bad times create men or hard harder individuals and then uh what was it i totally lost the good times good good times create weak weak men men, bad times create strong men right or weak men create uh Hard times, hard times create. Yeah, it's a cycle. Men, strong men create. Uh, good times, good and then times. good times create, create weak, weak men. men. Yeah. Yeah. So, so because because where we're we're at now, we're so comfortable. You know, like, um, it, it's almost as if we we we've ab- abandoned the fear of survivalism. You know, now it's about comfort. So now we've lost part of our drive to be men to protect and provide and find a purpose, you know, and, um, I'm not, I don't think anyone's at fault, you know, I think that's just the way of it, like, when life becomes easier, you know, that's just the way of it, but I also think that, um, accountability and perhaps feminization of men is, is also at play here. Do you see pendulum swings in society like every 10 years or so? Do you see like a, it goes this direction, then it's like, oh, too far. Wait a minute. We might need to pull back. Type yeah, thing. I mean, the, that's the yin and yang of life, right? So it's ebb and flow. And I think that's just how life operates. So, uh, you know, I think there's a, there's a, hu- humanity as a whole doesn't operate as a, as a balanced force. They operate as a yin and yang. So they, they pendulum swing to one side and they pendulum swing to the other side, you know. And we're just we're just on the downswing on one right now. This is a popular topic, way more popular in discussion now than it was five years ago, eight years ago. There's way more vocal vocalization in what you're describing here. There's a response in a way to what happened, uh, let's say, ten years ago, eight years ago through social media. There is more of a towards being a guy. Toxic masculinity. Sure, is a term. A lot of terms, by the way. Terms make their way. I don't know if terms have been too helpful over a long time. They show up and they're like always off. Like, it's not. It's not that they're off. It's just that they're pushing an agenda. You know what I mean? So like, uh, you know, the last ten years, they're trying to, they're trying to um, label masculinity as a negative thing. That's what a toxic person would you say. You know. So, okay. um, but no one's talking about toxic femininity. You know, no one's talking about that, you know, unless you follow Jordan Peterson or something like that. But um, or or Jedediah Bila, you know, I think she she 
talks a lot about toxic femininity. And when you shine a light on one thing, you um, dismiss the, the other aspect of, of what's going on. You know, so, you know, if you, again, if you have weak, if you have weak men, you know, who, do, who does that benefit? It's not women. Absolutely nobody. You know I mean, it, relationally on an individual scale, like if women want control, sure, yeah, they, they benefit in that in that regard. But at the end of the day, do, are they going to respect their partner if, if the man is a weak man? No. Doesn't sound like it. Absolutely not. Let alone, um, you know, who's... What entity is going to benefit from weak men? That's government. That's government, and that's and that's what they're they're trying to propagate with the uh, the agenda of feminism, feminism, with the agenda of even tra- uh, the trans movement. You know, you know, um, <laughs> weaken the fa- weaken the family. Um, they're statistically proven when you have absent fathers that the increase of of um, men in poverty and homelessness and in incarceration, you know, uh, the same statistics of if if it's a single dad house single single dad household is the same as as a two person household, like the, the level of of successful children who are out of jail, who are out of the street. You know, so what what does that indicate? Is if the 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 importance of of masculine masculinity, the importance of male role models, the importance of the man in in, in, in the basic unit of family and society. You know, so so when you try to create weak families, when you try to create a weak society, who does that benefit again? Government. There's a bigger frame to it. How? Is it counterable, or how does one build that more often? Is it each person by themselves attempting to build a stronger family unit? Is it like there's an ocean wave and it's a strong ocean wave and good luck? How do you count? How do you counter that? Yes, if there's a counter to the strong family unit. That's that's a that's a strong question. I I, I think I only ask the strong one. Um, yeah, I I think one of the few things that you could do is 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 um, push back push back on what what they're trying to do you know i think i think it was important to push back against the vaccine i think it's important to push back against the uh indoctrinating children in the trans movement which doesn't help the individual you know causing irreparable physical harm to the child and then you're going to be a long long life customer to big pharma again who does that pro- who does that profit certainly not the individual because they don't care about you just feeding them more money. So you have to push back. You have to understand your principles again. It's going back to what are your principles. And if you see through the barrage of the agendas that they're pushing, and then vocalize. Don't be silent. You know, I think it's important, especially now with social media, you could get these messages across. Like this is not okay. You're, you know, like, um, there's a, you open the door, like, if if you give children the right to irreparably damage their body, 
Are you going to give them the right to serve in, in the military? Are you going to give them the right to drink and use drugs? Are you going to not, not? I mean, they already do in, in like in high school. I get that, you know. But like the the legal, the legality of it. You're gonna have them get tattoos at the age of eight. You know, so there there has to be some sort of pushback. So you could just say, no, this is not okay. It's a slight tangent, but you said they uh, they don't care. Like let's say the government. Who are the people that care? How do you find the people who care in your life other than yourself caring for yourself? How do you locate the care towards you, or is it about you bringing it outward? Where does care originate from? Deep questions by Armin. Um, I, you know what? I think it's a good combination of both, because um, if 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 you're not the light shining forth, caring for people, you're not gonna receive what you don't get, right? So part part of it, I think, is a combination is is um, being aware of of who people who 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 others represent, what their hidden ulterior motives are, because I I think it's so significantly easier with like big entities like the government, corporations, because they they're they're the bottom line, they're profit run, you know they serve other masters it's it's easy it's really easy if you have your eyes wide open and unbiased from the two-party system and other things like that um but in terms of an individual scale like you time and experience you know we've known each other for five plus years so like i think at this point we have an understanding of where our heart lies right it's harder to tell it's it's harder to tell when it's an entity because they have no it's not a person, right? But at the same time, you can tell what what they're about. Big pharma with the with the vaccine. <laughs> like if you're got your eyes open, you could tell what they were about too. So, yeah, again, it just what lens do you have? Like how open you are to what the message behind the image, right? That's a good one, right? The 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 message behind the image. The message behind. Yeah, that would be a good poem or something. Because there there might be an image portrayed in front. Yeah, the the Im the image that you first see doesn't necessi uh, necessitate the actual purpose or, or the heart of of the of said individual or said company or said charity or whatever, right? This is a big part of our intelligence is from an early age. Figuring out what is actual, what is not actual. What's real, what's not, right? What's authentic, what's not, what's genuine, what's not. You know, and, and, and again, the same. You know, if 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 they could con if they could convince us to go against biology and go against um, truth and say and and say whatever agenda that they want, what else can they say, right? And I think that was one of the biggest messages that really resonated, at least with, with with the trans ideology, is if they could convince the common man who are we're already able to to critically think, and to be con like very consciously aware that in every other regard of life out there in the in the animal kingdom, there's two genders. Maybe there's an outlier of the uh, hermaphroditic. In the, uh, certain species or um, individuals, but those are outliers. They're not ne necessarily the major 
stream of life, right? So when you go, when a government or an, uh, an agenda could convince you to go against truth, the biology, in fact, then what else can they convince you to do? You know, I was perhaps thinking. perhaps give up your control as parents so your kids could go willy nilly and do whatever the hell they want. Perhaps give up our our HIPAA rights to uh, be uh, corralled into taking a, a vaccine that you don't need. You, you know, there's a domino effect of of what's going on. You know, that's at least in my perspective. This had me thinking of one thing that I had thought of earlier. And so I saw recently a graph that showed that news coverage of items is not proportional to the items. So, for example, uh, terrorism was like 0.02% of deaths or something very small, but it was 30% of news coverage. Heart disease was thir is 30% of deaths, something like that, but it was like 1.5% of news coverage because that's not hard-hitting, wonderful material. And, and the reason why they do that is to keep pr promoting the military complex of... of constant invasions and 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 um occupation of the middle east and have like this kind of like religious war christians versus muslims i guess um in terms of the, uh, the heart the heart disease what contributes to heart disease obesity lack of fitness lack of mental health you know so so there's a reason why they're not shining the light on that because they don't want people to keep keep in mind keep be aware that they need to take care of themselves. The government and the medical institution does not want you to be healthy. Why? Because they want repeat customers. That has been mentioned before, kind of like a therapist. Let's say there's a therapist, and you met with them three times and worked through something that was important to you. You would only see that individual three times, whereas... If you were a therapist and were able to meet with somebody once a week for 14 years and slightly work through it or more listen, now you have, you know, the, the other therapist you can't have, compete you have almost, with you. You have active income in the long, long term. And the other right? therapist would lose out c compared to you. Well, I'm, I'm a little partial or um, towards therapy and, and you know, and well, therapy, just because I, I study psychology and um, I've had a few therapists along the way. And um, I, I think it's almost necessary to have someone to talk to, also to work your your your, your stuff, you know. Um, I, th I think there's like a limit to how long you could see a therapist because I, I don't necessarily think that they try to keep a client over a year, maybe at three, because... There's only so much that they could offer you in a in a, fr a frame of time, you know. So I think that um, I, I, in in terms of therapy, that's that's a possibly a separate subject on that. One on that. So the percentages that I just mentioned, in relation to that, uh, the percentages of groups of people came to mind because there are groups of people in the United States that make up like 0.03 percent of people. 0.08, 1%, half a percent is this. But in public discourse, you would think there are 40% of people 
or 30 percent i wonder who what population you're talking about yeah i agree so it seems off and then the only message that can be representative why that is is that oh there's more to cover or take care of for these small and sometimes very small groups well i think they're just pushing an agenda you know, there's no other reason why you should shine a light on a small percentage of Americans, or just in general, right? There, there's an agenda afoot. <laughs> right. So, before we get into a bit more about relationship space, let's do a brief intermission, and then we will return to get into that space it's more in depth. Intermission time. It's intermission time. Rare Get case. Popcorn. Get your popcorn because that was part Put one. Put the kids to sleep. Put the kids to sleep and we'll be right back. And we're back. Part two with an intermission, which I will probably be doing more of in the future. Long live the concept of an intermission. Boy, the show is getting really professional out here. Johnny in the building. Johnny, what does it feel like to be back for part two? You really get my grinds, my, my grinds. You get my mental grinds on by your question. Thank you. Your questions. That's what we like to do here. You get me thinking. Mm-hmm. We're having a chit-chat. Yes. And um, we're just philosophizing about life and uh, our personal experiences. I like it. It's good to be back. I have noticed a difference. And, Johnny, we need you to handle this. That lamp is different fr- from previously. Oh. Yeah, let me get that. The lighting, I know who you who are watching, you're wondering, how did the lighting change so much? It was a lamp. It was a lamp. All right, we got it. We got it. Back in action. Now, Johnny, straight to it. And it, I was going to go towards relationships. This is an area that I would think is an area of your expertise, sense of experiences. Not really. Not really. But that's I have a lot of opinions. Opinions. People who have some skill in a category tend to say, not really. And the people that don't will say, I'm an expert. So you're not fooling anybody out here. Now, one thing that I wanted to bring up that came to mind first is when all are made more similar, which is happening in the past, let's say, decade, one thing that is killed off or has died a death in recent years is polarity. Polarity is key for the pairing between men and women. Oh, okay. I, I, I get it. When I speak broadly, sometimes more details. But this polarity is a big deal. Ma- mainly because women uh, uh, women are becoming more masculinized and, and, and men are becoming more feminized. So now that there's not even, there's not a straight-up polarity to it. There's not a yin and yang, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, that's happening. A battery, if it didn't have a plus and a minus and uh, that were... It wouldn't work, huh? Separate, nope. That might be a not useful battery. So if this polarity has reduced, which it appears to the distance between the two has really reduced across the board societally, what are the effects on society? And can a person maintain their part of the two-sidedness, build up their, if they're a guy, their end, if they're a girl, their end? How can this polarity be maintained, kept? I, I think the issue the the issue is why why is why is marriages down statistically, you know? So when you know it's not just the polarity issue; it's just the fact that people are 
are, are not getting married anymore. You know, our society is actually glorifying single parenthood. You know, and, and, and I'm not demonizing single parenthood. I'm a single parent myself. You know, so um, there's there's a lot of factors at play. I'm, in fact, I'm, I'm just going to go based on what I'm saying right now instead of your question. Um, the, you know, um, statistically, um, women are, are initiating more of the divorces in today's modern age. 60 to 80% of the divorces are initiated by women. So... If, if if a man is about his money, or if, if a man's about his peace of mind, he's not going to get married. I've never been married, you know. So um, there's a reason why that that I haven't. Um, I I think hookup culture um, has detrimentally affected relationships today, and I think going back to your question, I think absolutely that each individual can can operate on their own authority, could operate on their own femininity, on their own uh, masculinity, and then find a partner. Now, unfortunately, like if, <laughs> um, you know, if you go against the grain, um, you have less of an opportunity to, 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 to get into a relationship, correct? You know, so, but again, that's, if that's your peace of mind, then it's better to be on your own than with someone who, who makes you miserable, you know? So it just depends on what you want to do. Do you want to go go with with the rest of society, with the mainstream? You know, um, be by, by all means, go ahead. If you're gonna be um, if you're gonna be a beta cuck, if you're gonna be a beta bitch, if you're gonna or if you're gonna be a masculine masculine woman, boss bitch, boss babe, you know, like there's consequences to it, and that's that's why. I think you have to understand is you just can't be, you just can't do something or, or conduct yourself a lifestyle and not under not not hold yourself accountable to 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 those decisions. You know the the fact the fact is a man who's about himself about his mas who's in his masculine frame is not going to date a masculine woman. He just isn't. Same thing with a man like if he just wants to. Be a nice guy. Wants to be a nice guy to women, and uh, now, mind you, I'm not. I'm not saying he's not going to be a good man. It's two two d very different things here. Um, but if he's going to be a nice guy, he's going to be a carpy. He's going to say yes to a woman. You know, uh, happy wife, happy life. That's which is, I think, a bullshit ideology. Um, you know, there's consequences to that. There really is. Now, again, I'm not saying you can't compromise. You know, that's not what I'm saying here. But uh, I think that um, there's certain dynamics in a relationship that have consequences. You know, if you're disagreeable, just in general, like a man or a woman, that has consequences. It does. Most men will not go for a disagreeable woman. We're very basic. We like we actually don't have a lot of um, requirements for a relationship. You know, as long as we're satisfied as long as we're respected uh, as long as you give us peace of mind we're good you know what i mean if you can't do if you can't do those basic things shit what do you bring as a female is there a lot of combative individuals on i i, th I think feminism has created a lot of combative females right and and um there's a reason why there's a a movement called Passport Bros happening. 
because American females are extremely difficult to get along with. They're extremely difficult to to retain a semblance of respect, not only to towards them but to 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 the men. You know, um, in a society where in a, you know any any form of 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 a man's perspective or opinion or a boundary that it's perceived as control, you know, it's like how do you how do you work with these women? You know, I I, I think that. I've opted I've opted out in dating for many years now. Like in, you know, long-term dating. You know, due to my own personal choices or even per- personal traumas. But, you know, I've opted out dating and and uh I participate in hookup culture. I've participated in in short-term bursts of dating, you know? Why? Because it's more peaceful that way uh, in my regard, you know? I mean, I think that Certain red pillars, or even like Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson, will say like marriage is the the top thing that you could really do in your life in in terms of finding the the right partner. But I think finding the right partner in this country in this day and age is extremely difficult to the point where you could either opt out, or you could be hopeful, or you could go abroad. Those are the options there. I think so. It really is. Mm-hmm. You know, you you know. I think. I think it's you know. If you just you're saying the numbers are against you. Oh yeah, the numbers are against you specifically if you're a man about your masculine frame and you're you're on, you know, uh, it's 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 so interesting. Like because I think even some women will say like when a man's unap- unapologetically himself, that's sexy, right? So. Like you know you. You get to a point when you just become like, this is who I am. I'm unapologetically myself. But in reality, it's actually, it actually turns off a lot of people, you know, and, and I think that um, that's okay. You can't make everyone happy. You know, you disappoint your own parents, your own mother, you know. <laughs> and, and, you know, when you make your own choices, when you have your own lifestyles, that's different than what you've been raised with, you know. So if you make your own parents disappointed then why should I care about someone someone else's disappointment a woman's disappointment the quote that comes to mind is if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything anything. and then but if the opposite of that is if you you do stand for certain things then you're not as likely to be thrown off at every wind current that shows up because you have your purpose or the things you value or what direction you're inclined towards and so you're not as shaky it seems better because what why would you're you grounded why would you prefer to be more you're shaky? grounded if we have like a that's that's extremely tower. sexy d- despite you know like let's say like uh <laughs> like those like a leftist liberal or something is it's like oh like this person's closed-minded and stuff but i guarantee you that doesn't change the fact that she feels some sort of attraction, you know? There's something there. <laughs> because you're so strong and resolute. It's As, like a, and and I'm, I'm saying from a masculine uh, point of view, like, you know, if you're strong and resolute, you you resemble stability. And the biological and neurological framework of a woman seeks stability. You can't change the biology from that. 
you know so like let's you could still be seen as an asshole to this woman but that woman will eventually like find attraction with you given under given the right circumstances in some ways it's important to represent something because if you're not sticking with something it's almost like you write a persuasive essay and then at the fourth paragraph you say well i don't know about paragraph one and the fifth paragraph you say well take these things with a grain of salt and then paragraph six you're like Paragraph two is a little bit shaky, too. You might want to reread that, and I don't fully agree with it. You wouldn't be a persuasive essay because your six paragraphs, they even have counters to themselves. You can't no, one, no one respects um, an indecisive, uh, flip-flopping individual, let alone if you're a flip-flopping man, right? So I, I think it's vital for the young people listening to this to um, find out who you are. Find out, find out what your uh, non-negotiables are, you know, in life. Like, like this is not okay. This is okay. This is not okay. This is what I'm gonna tolerate. This is what I'm not gonna tolerate. You know, because it's it's important, man. It's important to to stand your ground on certain philosophical ideas or human humanitarian I- ideals. You know. And sort of like you then now you go out into the world and you say, well, I care about. A and B and three. And then, now you have described your end. Now, whoever wants to join in or participate, they can join in or, or participate. But you you already, it's like you set up the Facebook group of your being, and then whoever wants to join that Facebook group can join, versus not really having a being, trying to join other people's groups, and then after a period of time saying, but what about this thing? It's a little bit, underhanded it's pretty much like are you going to be a leader or are you going to fo- be a follower mm-hmm. you know? and, and and i think people tend to follow leaders right so it's it's really an element of like are you gonna are you gonna take take your life by the balls and lead or are you going to be dependent on others there's some resolute strength resolute strength in that the polarity issue is a big one, and the discussion, some of the people we've mentioned, they didn't exist five years ago. The amount of discussion in the last five years in this space on this side of the material, it was not there. If you go back seven years ago, it just wasn't there, and it would have been highly penalized publicly to speak more on uh, like having boundaries or... Uh, oh, definitely boundaries. Like, like what, what sane person would take children to drag shows and say that's educational or that's empowering for them you know like that this is happening in in leftist the liberal uh, dis- school districts you know like what sane individual like thinks that's you know parading a depraved like form of sexuality or confused dysphoric sexuality okay to the most impressionable population in in the world so yeah, I completely agree with that statement. Like you know, just a couple of years ago, this this is unheard of. You don't do that. You don't talk about sexuality in with in in schools. You know, and I'm targeting that popul that uh, uh, setting because you know, at the end of the day, like you do you boo. You're an adult. You can do whatever you want with your body. You can do whatever you want, uh, how you want to dress like or be identified with. You really do. You really can. I could give it. I could give two shits less. Pardon my French, but. 
but when you when you try to infect your ideology to children i i think there's an element where it's like wait a minute this is not okay i think it's okay to say this is not okay in this frame same thing same thing with um standing up for women and saying um you're trying to enter uh female sports but that's not okay because genetically you're a man right and at this point, it's just cheating. It's a form of cheating, and it's not okay. One thing that comes to mind is that the vocalizing space, it's good. I, th I think it's good when you get to say things because I never liked the periods. You could go five years back, 10 years back, 15, 20, 25 years back, and there's always things that if you talk about that, there's a public backlash. I never liked it five years ago, 10 years ago, even in categories that didn't matter to me. I didn't like it 20 years ago, 25 years ago, because there's something about it that's like squishing a person or that we're constantly monitored, you know, like, oh, you're, you know, cancel culture, you know, because, you know, if you're canceled today, then someone else is going to get canceled tomorrow for some other opinion. Right. So it, it goes based on how fragile are we as a, as a society that we can't even have a discussion about certain things, you know? We should be able to have... And then who controls the cancel culture? Who controls the... the dialogue? You know, and, and at this point, you have to understand that the leftists control... Uh, let's say 60 to 80% of, of the mainstream media, of, of the main... Ne the, the networks. You know, so who's... You know, so we're allowing one side to control the narrative. Narrative is very important. I've talked about that quite a bit. Narrative is a big deal because there's an overarching story that is placed. And then it's not just like for your here, this is a nice story you can use. It's somewhat like a cloud of story so that, okay, well, I have alternates to these parts of the story. Well, we're not doing that. This is the paragraph we're doing. There's something about it I don't like, which is a uh, removing you aspect, which is the same thing that uh, canceling does. It doesn't make sense. Watch this. Johnny, you're canceled. It doesn't work. Did you disappear? No. Yeah, it's did, did my opinions and beliefs just all, all of a sudden just disappear? As it's, an, it's an odd concept, and I don't think it's actually occurred, really. It's sort of been described that way, but no human was like... It's not like poof and then erased. But conceptually, it has had impacts on people, probably deleterious to some people's well-being over a year or two or three because suddenly their world that they live in is now like, you need to fix that. It's almost like a real personal attack. Poor, poor J.K. Rowling, you know? Like, I just... That's that's my response to, to what you're saying uh, in terms of how a person's life could be affected. I can't imagine what she went through just for expressing an opinion that happens to be fact <laughs> and, and everyone turned everyone turned against her the people who acted in her franchise turned against her as well you know so it's just i mean if if that happened can you uh, how many how, how many family and friends also turned against her you know whereas whereas at a certain point the public would probably celebrated her at one point and then 
uh, cancel culture hit, and then all of a sudden she's pro- has to be like isolated. <laughs> I want to add in a point that comes up in my mind is I also am not fond of the opposite too. When someone is like floating on the ocean wave of the current moment and things are working in their, their favor and let's say they're giving 40, I'm just making up a number, but thanks to the ocean wave behind them, their 40 looks like 90. I'm not a fan of that either because put them in the other side of the pendulum at that time and their 40 is now like a 12. I think there's certain people that go with the with the with the waves, right? And um, you, you definitely see that with politicians. You know, like at one point they're saying, I think Biden is is a good example specifically because he's president now. But he he even said like at one point he said marriage is between a man and a woman, and then now he's saying transsexuals are created by God. <laughs> you know, so it's like, which one is it? On that one. The marriage unit, um, the strong family unit. It is. I I saw yesterday, and I was reading Gene Twenge's Generations. Talks about the different uh, demographics, like the Boomers, the Silent Generation, the Gen Z, Millennials, all them, and the the features associated with them. But it's very clear in her book and various output that numbers of some sort of strong family unit in any way described are on the downslope. Decrease. It's also obvious now that religion, which has before been diminished more so at times of these downslopes, starts to, wait a minute, that has a compelling force that keeps things going in a good direction. Can you speak on uh, people's connection with religion and how maybe that diminishing at the same time is connected to diminishment of society. Is there any linkages there? Well, you know, I, I'm not a religious man, so I'm 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 not really pro um the concept of religion helps society. You know, in fact I kinda look at religion as a form of control. Mm. You know, in terms of uh throughout history, you know. Um Considering uh, an interesting concept of of religion that I t- tell people is, you know, if you study history and anthropology, is that stories, uh, traditions, you know, get passed around, get passed around. I mean, if you think about even Christmas, Jesus' birth, right? That's for one, that's not when he was born, and then two, that that comes from a um, like the winter solstice, like a pagan holiday, you know, so stories get intermingled you know the flood story you know every culture and religion had some sort of flood story you know um you know so there religion to me it, it it originates from a desire to understand the world to understand heartache death and to um you know propagate like some sort of community spirit you know so in, in a in a way you know I, I i think that it's i think it was vital for our progression for the human species but then a lot of things in life that hu- human beings do is they we tarnish something that was gold gold gets tarnished so we're going to tarnish some you know whatever we create 
you know, so when when I think about religion, I think about, you know, almost like genocide and, and, and do, you know, conquering countries will dominate, you know, and assert their dominance, you know, if you go against... Like historical, the, historical wars. In a historical context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going, I'm totally going off tangent here. <laughs> Who and what and why are we? No. Um, but, you know, I... I you know what, yeah, you know what, just going back to to the question at hand, um, I think it's, I think on one front, I think it's better that we stray away from religion, in a sense, just so we could be free as, as humans, if that makes sense, like I've, like I'm on a personal level, I've never felt more free by not being by by walking away from religion. You know, whereas someone else who is a recent convert from not believing in something could say the same thing. I've never felt f- more free but by believing in a higher power, right? So it you know, the experience could be relative. Um because I I I think what needs to be happen more is is the emphasis of spirituality you know whereas religion's more based on rules and customs and traditions and not really uh asking about tough questions regarding you know well god and and humanity and whatever but um i think i think spirituality such as like buddhism where they help you like become like a better person versus religious people where they kind of like hold you captive on on the on the potentiality of of the possibility of hell right you know so i think in terms of society like when you propagate a religion you it's almost like false morality it's disingenuous morality whereas if you propagate spirituality you know your own personal relative point of view of life and death and god you know, I think that kind of propagates more of a self-growth approach to life that will stick. That makes sense. If there was a counterforce, uh, if there was a person here that was in a, a religious form and said that the person who was not connected with it would be lost in a way. That's but that's their point of view, right? I like I've I've heard that before too. I came from a Christian background. I came from a Catholic background. I came from a Christian school my whole life. Of course, that's what we labeled non-believers. Believers, you're you're lost. And then, oh, you walked away from religion, you're lost. But that's 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 relative. That's not absolute. And I think that's what a lot of religious people, <laughs> uh, Christians, Jews, Muslims have have an issue with is that their faith doesn't necess- necessitate absolute truth but it but it helps them guide their life to think it's absolute truth but then they try to propagate it up to other people that it is absolute truth because it helps them and their decision to f- to follow that faith right so if you go against my belief that's almost you're attacking my belief and my decision to be part of that lifestyle that be part of that community be part of that faith 
you know so again to me to me like if you look at truth like yeah a lot of you know a lot of religious people will say like there's black and white morality is black and white but uh, to be honest you know a lot of life is a spectrum there's certain there's certain universal truths of morality there there, there really is there really is uh infant side uh patricide matricide that's all bad in every in every culture right so there there are certain things that have like universal truths but you know there's other there's other things that are relative you know based on ge- geography based on family based on religion you know like the middle east were ma- were getting married to like 14 year old girls you know just 10 20 30 years ago and probably in certain areas like saudi arabia that's still going on you know so like it's and then you you uh, you know we you know, I, i'm sp- talking about one subject which is which is um the age of consent Right, so you go to certain places in America, the age of consent sixteen, not eighteen. You know, so in, in terms of, in terms of morality, you know, it's 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 really just relative and in, in, in certain in certain regards, you know, and I think that's what's the beauty about life is that it it doesn't matter how long we've lived on this earth. We can't say for certain where we came from, where we're going, and what's right and what's wrong in certain places. Because we, we've recycled religions, we've recycled empires, we've recycled governments, and, and we're still just as clueless as certain things, you know? We can't, we can't, we created pyramids, we've created cities, we've created roads, but we can't recreate the, 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 the pyramids, right? You know, I don't know. It, it's um, I, th- I think life is a circle. Like we've developed so much, and then we just go back to well, we we lost how to create that pyramid, right? But we're doing some other things. So it's we're just constantly going around a circle of of innovation, of creativity, of um, discussion. Actually. Is there ever more discussion now uh, than there is right now? Because there's so many people have taken discussion into their own hands. Has there ever been as much vocalization in certain niches and topics than today? Like the amount of content put out today. Have we ever had a time like this? No, uh, no. This is yeah. This is I think the first. This is just the fact that we could all connect globally. And everyone's talking about their own goddamn opinion, you know, um, and that's okay. I I think part of, I think again, this is all relative. I think part of it's good to have an open discussion. I mean, like let's let's say okay, no internet, no no technology, no internet, nothing. So so you know parts of let's and I I'm just gonna use um um you know this as an example. Not not to spread hate and not to sow any negativity. Uh, we um, in, in terms of like let's say like you know the Muslims you know like they they're very legalistic in, in in how they view the Quran and how they interpret the Quran and the sheiks and and the muftis are the only ones that could offer a new interpretation right. So um, I actually read a book I forget her name but she was a Canadian lesbian Muslim and one of her critiques is the fact that you cannot constructively break down the Quran and say, hey, this might be wrong or something, right? Like, you can't do that. 
you know, technically you can't do that with the Christians, but I think there's a, um, due to theology school, I think a lot of laymen or not just, not like religious sect are able to go in and study the word, right? And say, and interpret as they will. They, they don't have that um, ability in, in, in most of the Middle East. So And, and so now with the te- te- technology, they could hear a different point of view. And, and, and again, we go back to What's the point of constructive criticism? Right? It's it's to inspire change. It's to inspire growth. And there's there's a a theory that the reason why the Middle East is the way the way it is in terms of stasis is that they really haven't really improved in a lot of a lot of regards of of, of their life, you know. Um with the exception of, you know, like, let's say Dubai or, you know, obviously there's other factors like, let's say, <laughs> you know, Western countries inv- invasions, you know, I get that, you know, but to get out of, to escape victim mentality, especially over there, you know, um, there's a reason why there's no growth is because they're, they're, they're not allowed to have opposing idea ideologies towards their faith, you know, and again, I, I'm not sowing negativity. I'm not sowing racism or bigotry or anything like that. No, I, I, I love I love Muslim Muslim people, you know. So, um, it 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 goes back to it goes back to their their ability to deconstruct their religion and their and their practices in a in a humane way to understand that there's pr- progression from a certain ideology, you know. In a way, Christianity has gone through that. I don't think Islam has, and they may never. They may never do. One very nice thing that came to my mind because I'm always hilarious, but it's nice to have. Because I don't go much into categories of we'll call it liveliness. So the fact that we're covering all of them in one is a real check off the box. For the it's, it's neat, right? It's neat, right? Like I'm, like, it's great. Because like you, 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 and your channel will do fine, but I'll probably be canceled tomorrow morning. They cannot cancel a human being. <laughs> the con- i don't even like saying the word because it doesn't make sense. But yeah, I—I I never agree with the idea that vocalization was somehow subdued. I just didn't agree with it. Well, it's 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 anti-freedom of speech, right? Which again, which is, it's an, it's very popular in that in in that area of the world, where you limit freedom freedom of speech. You know, it's just like I think about it from smaller form. Like let's say there's me, you, and if there was a third person here, and I say like, uh, goldfish, and then that person's like, no, that's yeah, that's a small scale. That's a really small scale. Which that's how I think about things. Like oh, now that person telling me I can't say goldfish, my life is now. You get what I'm saying? You know, very, very soon we can't even say women anymore. We're going to have to call them birthers, right? So, not a fan of the enclosure. Enclosure. Because when you have good intent, enclosure looks just like enclosure. It doesn't look like... I say it's back to control. Like, why are they trying to limit speech? It's control. If enclosure made sense, which I can't see it, I would be... But yeah. It's nice to be able to communicate. I have to bring that up. It's I, I shouldn't even have to bring that up. 
that's I don't even like bringing it up, but it's nice to be able to communicate in full. That's funny. I almost feel like I'm it's me and there's like earth on the side like, "Huh, are you really going to Come on. That's hilarious." Now, so, so what about them flat earthers, Armin? Let's talk about that. Oh, that's another thing too. I'm glad you asked. There's a lot of categories that are though this is an important one. Controversial that I don't think of. Like it's not even it's like you asked me about World of Warcraft. I, it's not my I have certain categories that I are my interest and then I let other people handle World of Warcraft. Are you, are you opening the door so we could talk about nerd stuff now? Well we could because I think we've tu- we've we've touched a lot about serious topics. I've been a good boy, and I've no, no. Video games are the serious topic. Those were light topics. Those were uh, video games are more serious. I'm kidding on that one, but they. I mean, to some, video games are a big deal. Yes, we could include. I think it's just a form of escapism, just like reading. There's uh, a lot of escapism going on it, right now. Is it like is it fiction? I get that confused. Like you know, like sci-fi, fantasy stuff. Fiction. Like that's yeah, yeah, that's fiction. So like. That in itself are are, are uh, channels of escapism, right? Right. Tell us about escapism. And, and escapism isn't necessarily a negative thing, too. You know, like it's, um, you know, I think reading really stimulates your mind, right? You don't you don't have to always necessarily read something that is fiction or is yeah, is fiction and wait, wait nonfiction, nonfiction set in the real world, you know, and, and I, I I think you know like because I come from like a like a very <laughs> dorky nerdy kind of i don't want to say back uh, background background or, yeah. or a set of hobbies or activities you know like you know i think i i think you know t- 20 years background. ago it wasn't necessarily like such a a big deal but now you know like i think the nerds and the dorks are ruling the world like you look look at look at one of the most important uh, nerds out there henry cavill who's probably one of the sexiest guys alive you know th- this guy made it like cre- um built his own computer so he could game you know, he starred in the Witcher series, which he's a big fan of. He's like a Warhammer fan. Like, he's a huge nerd. You know, 20 years ago, that wasn't, you know, if it wasn't for Marvel, obviously, or Star Wars, Star Wars and Marvel, like, you know, liking fiction, sci-fi, fantasy, like, unreal elements was, is not, is not part of, like, the the ethos, you know, of the time of, like, the 80s and 90s. You know, it still wasn't there. Um, I think it hit the 2000s where our ethos, you know, or, or um, it's a, what's that? What's that word? Z, it starts with a Z. Oh. Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist, yeah, because I I think the zeitgeist now is like super like nerdy and and dorky and like you know science fictiony now, you know. Right, it has shifted in that way. Twenty years ago, there was like that crew was stepped on. I noticed that there's always a theme of a crew that stepped on and then about 10, 15, 20 years later, the strength comes from that because that's it almost like a hard pendulum times. thing. goes back to the pendulum, pendulum thing. and hard times. Ebb and flow weak to, weak because, uh, because the human insti- instinct kicks in. I've talked about that before that when you're imposed on and you're a human, and we've seen this for all of history, shadows to historical context, humans don't do well with getting squished for too long at some point, it's like, mm-mm. and then the people who are not getting squished got a little bit more comfortable. The people that were getting squished now have that energy, and then it, it shifts. So it's almost like humans are the element in a atom that's like boom, 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 boom. 
through us as a whole, not just one person, but like a big grouping. It's not usually just one person. It's more like a a, a large swath of people. It's like it's like the wave at a baseball stadium, right? Yes. Like and what are you supposed to do? Person, that wave it's... comes. It's really difficult yeah. to even if you let's say you don't stand up during that wave. It's a really good example. You looks like it was still a wave. You basically did not really. You know what's interesting is like when you're example, at actually. a at a baseball game, and and there's almost like a, a, an opposing ideas or, th- or in your heads like i want to join with the rest of these people right and then you know after a while you just get like look at these sheep i'm not gonna do it now or vice versa you know so it's it's just really interesting how that thing is we have that capacity you. to understand like am i gonna be a sheeple or am I going to stand out or not stand People out? People are or, doing that math in their head. Yeah, they're doing that math in their head and it's it's uh, and again I say the word sheeple but like in that in that context doing the wave at a baseball game doesn't make you a sheeple. You know, that's not a ne- you know, I'm trying right. to annotate that doesn't necessitate that it's a negative thing, you know. I like the example very much because it showcases a few things where let's say you don't do the wave during the wave I still look like a wave. You're, are you web, Are you a rebel with a cause or a rebel without a cause? Valid point. Sounds like a song lyric, maybe something like that. So, but James Dean, James Dean. I don't get any of the references. I want to point out, <laughs> but I will say, but if one and then another and then another and another started to feel okay, we're countering this, then you can start to take away from the wave and it can diminish. That's the same way with society. One just strong. I'm going to take a stand for this. It's almost like a pummeling. Others will follow suit. Right. And you need that to occur. And again, this is why they want weak weak men out there so they don't stand up, so they don't say, hey, this is wrong, you know, because it's a domino effect. Actually, let's put that as the uh, descriptive closing on this one, which is an important category. To be a – I'll focus on, on the being a man because that's a discussion of the last five years. Uh, three key elements of being a strong man. Bam. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Three key elements. I think. Um, direction. Direction. Prin- like I, I think that goes in combination of like being principled, having a direction, and having a purpose. So purpose driven, right? Uh, the second one is um action based like you you know you have to there has to be some sort of action to it and um third 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 you have direction you're taking action what is a third potential item Uh, being a man that's a good one yeah i think uh so far actually you made me think of like a vector, vector accountability even accountability um stepping up you know, and you're responsible. Yeah, that there has to be some sort of um, awareness of your choices. I guess that that makes sense. You're connected to the you're, you're, larger scale space. Of yeah, humans. yeah. I messed up. Okay, I actually messed up. I took a little hit. It's an actual hit. Okay, I did well. It's because I did stuff. Okay. And, and I think with accountability, it, it speaks of responsibility. And if and responsibility speaks of um, your ability to care for others, possibly, or even the community, right? So community need, needs leaders, 
The government needs leaders. Your family needs a leader. Bada bing. And the bada second boom, part. man. Bada <laughs> boom. I had that. I was I was <laughs> delaying that second part. That's classic. <laughs> what funny. Johnny. Wide variety of material. By the way, I want to point out you're more like a podcast podcast you than I am. We could have our own podcast, imagine. But what I'm saying is you're you're more naturally the default that people think of that's a podcast is Johnny versus uh the default is not the way I normally so I want to point that out. You're more like a podcaster. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's more it has more I don't even know how to describe it, but it has more. You put a mic in my hands and a uh, couple questions. Uh, yeah, it's more free I'm, I'm golden. conversational topics and speaking. And also, the longest 4K episode, I would like to say. Shout out to that. Johnny, I would like to thank you for having joined on episode number 396 of the program. 390 after your I original. I can't wait to be on the 696 one. He's throwing out some large numbers. Glad to have you on. And we are out. All right, sir.